0: Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Vanessa Roster, your host, and I am here to share with you all of my quantum manifestation tips and a little bit of Pleiadian channeling now and again just to keep things interesting. I am so happy to be able to share with you all of my tools, tricks and tips on how to tap into your dream reality and bring it in to the now. Everything is frequency, everything is energy, so if you tap into the frequency of your dream reality, you cannot help but to experience it. It is truly my highest excitement, pleasure and joy to share the secrets of the universe with you so that you can live your life to the fullest. All you need to do is sit back, relax, receive the downloads and integrate them into your life. Enjoy. Today is an exciting day because you get to listen to this episode with Nick Toth. Nick is an amazing woman and dear friend of mine, and she has helped me in a lot of challenging life situations. And today we're going to dive deep into the topic of spirituality. What does a spiritual path look like? What can it look like? How can you dive into a spiritual path? How can you allow spirituality to work for you? What does it all mean? So it's a very exciting, exciting episode. Little bit of background about Nick. She's also known as the lean body coach. She's a woman's inside out mind-body transformation coach, nutrition therapist, NLP mindset coach, fitness expert, yoga teacher, and truth seeker. Where diets have failed, she takes the guesswork and overwhelm out of it for you. She specializes in helping high-performing women lose weight, reclaim their energy, and confidence through her unique holistic system, which you'll hear more about later. Breaking all rules of weight loss industry, Nick uses a combination of NLP mindset mastery, DNA-based nutrition, and unique gene-type exercises to uncover why traditional diets have failed you, and finally create the results you want by healing your body from the inside out. After struggling with her own health, eating disorders and relationship with food, Nick now empowers people to reconnect with their bodies, fuel their soul and make the right choices for their bodies. Her work has been featured in the Huffington Post, Daily Mail, Pop Sugar, Women's Health, Fitness Magazine, Cosmopolitan, Cosmopolitan and many other places. And if you want to learn more about her, you can jump over to her website, theleanbodycoach.com. But she's also a little bit of a spiritual ninja, and this is what we're going to dive deep into in this episode. So grab a cup of tea, get comfy, because this is going to get interesting. Nick, Vanessa, it's so good to sit in this space with you. Likewise,
1: I'm excited to be here.
0: Yes, me too, because we're going to talk about a very hot topic, which is spirituality. Mm. And I am super curious, how did your spiritual journey start? My spiritual journey
1: started... Oh, I feel like when I was born, actually. <laughs> um, but I wasn't even aware of I was being on a spiritual journey until probably about 2015. hmm um, around 2014, I started a business, which was a huge passion of mine. To, after overcoming my own health issues and weight problems, um, starting a nutrition consulting business, um, helping women lose weight and so nutrition coaching. Um, I was a personal trainer at the time, studying nutritional therapy, and became a detox specialist. And, um started my own coaching business in 2014, mm-hmm. and I literally put everything into this. I, um, it consumed most of my life, and I was in a relationship at the time, but because I was so consumed with the business and building a business, building a brand, helping people, creating programs, the relationship suffered. And mm. my partner at the time told me, you know, Nick, I can't talk to you about anything else. You're not willing to talk about anything but business. Like, I'm not feeling a connection. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just not getting anything from you. And I just kind of brushed it off. I was like, whatever, you no. <laughs> God. The guy, he was an amazing guy. He was just like, look at the moon, look at the flowers, look at mm. the little things in life. And I was just like, what do you mean? Like, I need to get back to my computer. Like, I just need to finish this <laughs> blog post. Like, I just need to do this. And he just got fed up one day and he said, I can't do this anymore. Oh. So he left mm. and we broke up mm. and I went through a massive breakdown because, you know, I felt like everything, like I lost a person in my life that I was really in love with and, and is very important to me. Mm. Um, and that sort of started me on a spiritual path because I needed a way to not suffer. Yeah. And I didn't know how to do that. Um, without, you know, drinking alcohol or mm. numbing things like how I did in the past, which was, you know, eating sugar or, you know, drinking some alcohol, going out partying or, you know, having a counseling session with someone. (laughs) But it was more like I wanted to help myself. I wanted to be able to feel peace inside. Mm. And I started practicing yoga on a very regular basis. I was practicing once or twice a day Mm -hmm. in a local studio in Bondi Beach, Power Mm -hmm. Living, which um, was an amazing vinyasa studio. And yoga has become, like, it saved my life. Wow, I feel like well, at least got me through this huge period where it was a massive breakdown, and there was a breakthrough on the other side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, going to class every day, I felt like the teachers, the things that I was learning, the thing, the philosophy, the yogic philosophy, everything was uh, really just sinking in, and was giving me a lot of peace and a mm-hmm. lot of things to contemplate and a different way of approaching life mm-hmm. with more peace, more kindness, and more love towards myself and everyone around me wow, that's powerful. Yeah, and then it never stopped. This spiritual journey never stopped, and it keeps evolving and getting more and more crazy every yeah. year, every day, yeah. every part of my life is part of, you know, we're all in a spiritual journey yeah. one way or the other, yeah. whether we realize it or not or accept it or not. Because yeah. We are all here to grow,
0: mm-hmm. um, or at
1: least I would say that we are here to grow and expand and, and raise our consciousness. So, yeah. If we deny that, then there's usually a lot of suffering because the things that we are experiencing, the things that happen to us, we can get into this victim mode of, oh, why is this thing mm, happening to me? Yeah. Why Why am I suffering? Why am I going through this? But if you actually turn that around and look at the situation a little bit more objectively, then you can see that things that are not happening to us, they're happening for us most exactly. of the time. Yep. And that's really what spirituality taught me.
0: Oh, and wow. continues to teach me every day yeah wow that's powerful and uh i just thought it was so nice how i mean even though it's painful at the at the time how your partner was a reflection of you and what was missing in your life so he was missing it from you but maybe he made you realize that you were actually missing this part of yourself mm. as well. It was the connection for sure. Yeah. Whether it's connection to another human being,
1: whether it's connection to you know ourselves, whether it's connection to God or source or whatever you believe in, because you know, spirit or spirituality, you can you know, we all can have different beliefs, and one can believe in Buddha, mm. one can believe in God, one can believe in the source of the universal energy, and it's all really the same, yeah, at the end of the day. Um and really what I was missing is I was not connecting to anything else other than (laughs) Wi-Fi. So um, it was really challenging for the people around me because I was very selfishly really single focused on this path of building a business, building a brand because I was so passionate about creating something that was helping people that in the midst of that I forgot about actually, like, looking after or, like, even being present with what with what's around me.
0: Yeah. And yourself. And
1: myself. And what's interesting is that with my next relationship, uh, I ended up sort of walking away from that because I wasn't getting a connection from my partner oh that my I God. wanted, that deeper connection, that deep, you know, um, intimacy and, and, yeah. and, and connection that... I was desiring because I had evolved wow. on that path. Wow! So it's funny and it's beautiful how we have these reflections
0: mm. around us. The people, the closest people to us are the biggest reflections. Oh man, biggest mirrors, for sure. And it also builds, um, It's it's you, you build up this sense of appreciation for things that are painful because they also teach you lessons and it also builds a lot of compassion. So for example, now you can probably you know, understand and feel a lot of compassion to your partner who felt like you are not fully there for him because you got to experience the same, uh, you know, in your in your next relationship. I feel like <laughs> that's like literally the description of my whole life. Anything I have ever done
1: to someone, consciously or non-consciously, I have experienced relatively in a short period of time. So. Oh, wow. So I am very careful now what I do, <laughs> again, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, because I know that whatever I have uh, experience what i've done to someone i will get uh, i will experience the same. it will thing. come back it will come back one way or the other and it's it's just one of those things so yeah. you can call it karma you can call it faith you can call it whatever you want to call it but yeah. this has just has been my experience and yeah. i'm very careful of my thoughts and my actions and mm. and everything that i put out because i know that what we put out is also what we get back exactly. and what we're attracting back so being mindful of our energy yeah. is incredibly important. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, and that also leads into a next question, which is very relevant. It's also, you know, you kind of got kicked onto this spiritual path. Um and I'm also just curious, you know, you've mentioned some benefits now, like what you give out is what you give back. Uh, it's also taught you to be more careful and aware, and mindful of your behaviors and your actions and I'm just curious what how has you know the awakening or spiritual journeys served you um and yeah as you become more aware of 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 your own behavior how has that kind of changed your life now compared to before
1: mm. the best way to explain that is i am no longer a victim or playing a victim oh as I was before, mm. because many people go through life saying, oh, why is this bad thing happening to me? Why are all these bad things happening to me all the time? And why are these things coming into my life? And why are these people, why are these occurrences happening to me They are so bad? Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that most of the time when things happen to us, they're happening for us. Not to us necessarily, mm-hmm. and this could be anything from an illness or an injury, or a, you know, a financial crisis or uh, a, a breakdown of a business. Like any of these things can be actually a contributing factors to something bigger and better. But if we're resisting it in the moment, we're causing ourselves so much freaking suffering. Actually, if we just surrender to it and went with life's flow, and we're just able to see what was going to come out of it, without expecting anything to come out of it in a, in, in a specific way mm-hmm. then we can just be in this surrender allowing things to unfold as they need to
0: oh, wow giving goosebumps
1: i got some i got them too all (laughs)
0: over my body (laughs) that's beautiful
1: it's the biggest lesson and the biggest amount of peace that spiritually spirituality or the spiritual path has given me Mm. and don't get me wrong i'm learning this every single day every single minute of the hour because it just continues like whenever you think that you've surrendered (sighs) Surrender some more. Get ready to surrender some more because the universe or God or source will give you something to challenge you to go, are you really committed to this? Mm Are you committed to this? You got this? All right. Here's a bit of a, um, a you know, a bit of a a road bump. Mm -hmm. And it's really what we do with those situations. It's not the situations that actually happen, but what we do with them in a moment is what really makes us Mm -hmm. and makes our experience and shapes our experience. Mm -hmm. And also, we need to be aware of that: that life goes in cycles. Mm-hmm. Everything is cyclical. Yeah. So there is no, there's no light without darkness. Yeah. There's no, you know, there's no. <laughs> I don't want to say there's no joy without suffering, but there is an element to that. Like when we go through a period of suffering. There is always something that comes after that that's going to be more joyful or better or there's going to be a shift. Nothing is ever really the same. Nothing stays the same. And as long as we know that, it's going to be so much easier to surrender to whatever we're
0: going through. Mm -hmm. Wow so many lessons in what you just said Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hope people have a a piece of pen and a a piece of pen piece of paper and a pen (laughs) Mm. because uh yeah and 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 it's so true so many things that that you're saying and also um what you said about surrender and also seeing the positives in the dark and seeing how actually what is painful or is challenging in the moment is actually it's it serves you as long as you're willing to to see it in that way and that's when you're able to to let it serve you you mm. know and when you're not victimizing yourself or blaming but you're taking responsibility for the situation that you're in then it can serve you um so yeah it sounds like the journey has been very self-empowering the journey has been very rich, <laughs> <laughs> but to say the least, the journey is been very
1: rich. Yeah. Um, and as we grow, as we expand, we get bigger and bigger lessons right? Mm, yeah. and bigger and bigger challenges. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily that we take power or we take you know, charge with the situation that we're going through. But mm. well, we take charge and we take responsibility for the way we react mm. to those situations. Mm -hmm. That's probably the most important thing. Mm. I I say that to my clients as well, my weight loss clients or the women who are going through my coaching program, is that what if you could just flip the switch and look at your weight challenges and your health challenges as an opportunity for you to get off your butt and actually make a change in your life, like make a shift, create a shift, and look at this as an opportunity to see how you can grow as a human being. How you can start taking better care of your body? How can you start being a better role model, a model, a, a, a mother, a, mm. a partner to the people who are around you? Mm. And how can you, you know, be more kind? And how can you yeah. be more at peace? How can you be less stressed? Yeah, because all the physical manifestations, the physical symptoms that we're experiencing, including excess body fat and excess body weight, mm-hmm. is a reflection of our internal state. Yeah. So if there's something that's out of alignment on the outside, you guarantee to there's something <laughs> out of alignment on the inside. Energetically and maybe physically, maybe both. Yeah. But usually symptoms and illness has many energetic or emotional reasons as well.
0: Yes, for sure. And this is something I want to dive into this with you um, in a second. Before we do that, I just also want to ask you, because you touched on a lot of different practices and like yoga, what got you you into spirituality? Um, For people who are listening who are quite new to this, what kind of practices would you recommend? Just, you know, really simple practices, because we're kind of swimming in, you know, an overload of meditations and yoga and all of these different things that for some people, spirituality can almost be a bit overwhelming because there's so much you know so many different practices that you should or shouldn't do so i'm wondering what are the few like simple practices that you recommend people to to incorporate into their lives to just bring a bit more peace and and spirituality into into their lives
1: i think the most significant and most important one is probably meditation yeah because if we are not in control of our mind we can feel like our mind is running our lives or yes. our subconscious programming can be running our lives because yes. we have over 60,000 thoughts a day and mm-hmm. they say that half of them are reoccurring thoughts from the previous day the previous week the previous month yep. we just have these thoughts that are you know kind of never stopping if you ever try to you know just like stop for a moment and not think of anything you probably have a million thoughts coming <laughs> mind, right yeah. especially when you try not to think of something <laughs> Right? We just like, just like, step into your shower and see what happens. Like, how many, well, how many thoughts and conversations can you have with yourself while you're just having in the shower? Right? Or driving? It's like, was I even there? How did I get from A to B? Like, I actually don't remember because I like a million thoughts. So it's kind of interesting that we can be either a slave of this mind, yeah. that monkey mind, or we can learn to be a, the observer of the mind, which is yeah. a little bit more of an advanced. Um, meditation technique but really is that's what true meditation is is being the observer of the mind All right it's not just about suppressing the thoughts or making the thoughts go away i used to think that meditation was about making the thoughts go away yeah but it's not about making the thoughts go away yeah. it's about being the observer of the thoughts yes and it's i would say a little bit more challenging but even just starting out with being mm. still Because I feel like hardly we ever are still and do nothing. It's either we're scrolling on our phones, it's either we're commuting, doing something, eating or, you know, doing something. But we really are human beings. And it's been a big lesson for me lately is to actually slow down Stop multitasking with so many million things. Like I will literally be the best multitasker you will ever see. Uh, I can be reading toilets. On, I mean, <laughs> I can be reading like my emails on the toilet, and I will be like cooking, listening to an audiobook at the same time, yeah. and like preparing meals for the next day, and even have a conversation with someone. And like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous, right? And I'm not. I'm not really present in the moment when I'm doing whatever mm. I'm doing because mm-hmm. something is suffering. Yeah. So. I think it's important to just sit still every day, call it meditation or not, yeah, and just be the observer of what is going on in your body, mm. in your mind, mm-hmm. in your energy field, mm-hmm. and make that time for solitude, whether it's five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, or an hour a day, yeah. depending on what's available to you.
0: Wow. That's, that's a, a really good start because um, it also simplifies everything, you know? And sometimes even... It's ironic because sometimes when we need meditation the most is when it's the hardest. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> so, just simplifying it and not making it a you know a huge complicated, you know, 1 hour meditation with breath work and all kinds of things, but just 5 minutes of just observing what's going on mm-hmm. can create so much change.
1: Yeah, so much change on the mental level and also so much change on the physiological and biochemical level as well. Mm, yeah, Because when we go into a day a day in a rushed state, in a state of just getting from one thing to the next and jamming a million things into the hour that we have in a day, we actually tend to operate in a sympathetic nervous system state, which is our fight or flight. Yep. And in that state, we could produce a ton of stress hormones. So and when we're producing a lot of stress hormones, it's not only kind of wearing out our adrenal glands, but it's also, for women in particularly, really compromises progesterone production, production. Mm. because when cortisol, we're producing too much cortisol, we usually down the production of um, sex hormones like progesterone. So that can cause a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress feelings in in people, and um, I think the most important thing, probably the best thing to combat that is just daily meditation, Mm. even if it's just a few minutes. Wow. And just stillness and really giving ourselves the time to just be with ourselves.
0: Yes. Yes. That is a really good point. Um, because it can also be so easy when we're so stressed to reach out for substances yeah. and more things and more uh, things outside of ourselves to, mm. to calm ourselves down and actually... We can just take five minutes. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier said than done, of course. Oh, my God, yes. 100%. <laughs> I think we've all been there.
1: But this is what I recommend. When we when we are aware of this, like this is a really good thing to bring up, actually, because yep. this is whether it's weight loss or life coaching or whatever kind of um topic we're going into, mm-hmm. say we got this habit of when we're stressed or overwhelmed, we'll reach for a substance. Yeah. Say, could that be cigarettes? It could be sugar. It could be mm-hmm. coffee. It could mm-hmm. be sex, gambling, alcohol. online shopping, alcohol could be emit whatever, picky poison, right? Yeah. So when we're trying to change this habit, it's really important to be aware of it, firstly, because we can't change something we're not aware of, and the second step would be to give ourselves an alternative of what we could do instead. Hmm. Don't take away the original thing that you were doing because that coping mechanism worked for you for a while. Yeah. You know that it's working, yeah. so that's why you're like hanging on to it, right? <laughs> because you've created these neural pathways that you know, you've X happened and you did Y and this has worked for you for a long time, so yeah. you continue doing it unless you consciously make a change to change it because yeah. it's no longer serving you. So, leave the original thing there as an option. Yes. Um, but then say, okay, what would really serve me right now is maybe to sit for five minutes and actually just do some breathing mm-hmm. and do some diaphragmatic breathing into my belly, calm myself down. And then, if after those five minutes or 10 minutes of breathing or meditating, I still want the chocolate or I still want that cigarette or that coffee, mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. go for that. Yes. But maybe you find that you will have less Hmm. or you will maybe choose a better option or you will not have this compulsive urge to have it but you'll make an empowered choice rather than just be enslaved to the habit that
0: you've created over time. Wow, such an important distinction. That's really, really good. This is really good to share. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this also ties in very nicely to the next question because... You coach a lot of women, and you have coached a lot of women, and you focus primarily on weight loss, but actually, behind the scenes, you do a lot of work with them on a spiritual level, which we've been talking about, um, so I just want to, to know a little bit more, and I'm sure the audience is very curious to hear uh, how you focus on, well, it's it's kind of spiritual weight loss, you know, so yeah. uh, the, the, the weight problems are the, you know, the, the surface, the issue, but you actually dive really, you know, deep uh, mm. with your clients and do a lot of inner work on a spiritual level. So, would you mind sharing a little bit with us, you know, what that looks like, um, maybe some typical scenarios? Yes, I'd love that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's kind of like. Um, it's almost like a a marketing, um, from a marketing perspective, people, you know, we give people what they think they want, but we actually give them what they need, right? Right. You know, tell them what they want, but give them what they need. (laughs) And when women work with me, they probably, most of them have no idea what they're getting into. Oh, wow. Um, you know, I mean, I get really—I'm very result-oriented, so I will make sure that I get people results yep. on the physical level because mm-hmm. that's obviously why they're making an investment to yep. to do a program. But usually, they have no idea that eighty percent of the work is about mindset wow. and your energy and spiritual—not spirituality, not in a religious way—but yeah. it's about understanding yourself better and working through the blocks, the subconscious and conscious blocks that have been holding you back in the past. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not aware of what's holding you back, you can't change it. Yeah. Like, there are so many women who are continuously going on, and men, mm-hmm. go on a diet, and then it, it doesn't work, or it works for a while, and then they go back to the same habit, and they can just continue fat dieting for the rest of their lives. Yep. Not realizing that the problem isn't that they don't have the right diet, it's, there's, there's something inside it that's out of alignment. Mm-hmm. There's a subconscious or conscious complete misalignment inside mm-hmm. that is stopping them from doing what is actually good for them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So really, it's about understanding what that is and what's the programming that's running in the background that's holding wow. them back from making an empowered choice in the moment. Wow.
0: So, you do some deep investigation. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) This is like,
1: I feel like I'm like a spiritual detective. Ooh, I'm that that, like
0: trademark
1: dad. That's great. (laughs) Spiritual detective. That is it. But really, that's what it is. Like, I really focus like 80, 90% on that. And then I also, what I give people in my programs is certainty. Mm. I work, it's like I combine science and spirituality in a way that I do DNA and blood work based nutrition plans and exercise plans so we test your DNA and we'll look at exactly what kind of nutrition plan and workout plan is going to work best for you so we can rest your mind Mm. and put that aside (laughs) so you don't even think about the weight loss. Okay, here's a piece of paper saying this is what you should be doing, it's going to work, so stop worrying about it. And as soon as you stop worrying about it and you drop the topic and you stop caring about that altogether because you know it's going to work, you can start focusing on the things that actually matter. Wow. Right? Wow. So that could be being kind to yourself. That yeah. could be changing your negative self-talk and the way you speak into yourself and about yeah. your body. Yeah. That could be, you know, changing your mood and reducing stress and improving the way you show up as a human being to the people who are around you. Wow. And actually practicing self-care because if you don't have self-care for yourself and if mm. you don't if your cup is empty, you can't possibly pour for other people around mm, you. No. There is no way. No. So, but people, I feel like they need to give, be be given a permission slip to be able to do that, right? Yeah, right. Which is kind of crazy, but you know, we all need permission slips for some things, <laughs> and um, you know, I'm no exception. I feel like sometimes I seek for permission slips, and then when yeah. I get them, it's like, okay, well, I can do this now, yeah. and then I just do it. Yeah. But that's what I feel like I do. I do give women is um, mm. firstly certainty. Yeah. Second, support. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, a mirror, a really yes. true, uh, no bullshit mirror,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but also compassion and 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 love and reflection. Wow, and, and support because every one of them is like my, they're my children. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right? And then when they tell me at the end of the program, like usually work with people for three months, um, that wow, like this is more than I could ever think was possible, or like mm. more than I could ever hope for program yeah. um, and it's life-changing then mm-hmm. that's worth me you know doing putting in the time and and creating these
0: programs so I really love that oh wow that is amazing yeah and uh I uh, I really appreciate how you know that you you go above and beyond and you also you know that makes you stand out because it, it's not just about the numbers I mean yes the weight loss is great and you know the physical changes are great But you really go deep um, to the core of the issue that, you know, people are struggling with. And that, you know, whether they're aware of it or not, that is actually what they really want, Mm. you know, deep down. Yeah. Um, And you you touched on a few topics um, that I'm I'm wondering are, like, the common themes amongst your clients. So you touched on, like, self-kindness, like being kind to yourself. Um, Are there any... Any sort of themes in your clients but everyone's different of course and everyone have their you know unique scenarios and lives but are there any things like you know lack of self-kindness or lack of self-worth or you know any personal themes that you see are reoccurring in your clients that people can relate to
1: for sure um, most of the women that I work with they are um, you know they're they past you know, over 40, most of them, like my most, I would say, favorite clients to work with, they're mm-hmm. high-achieving women who are juggling a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? They're busy, they're either running a business or they're working a pretty stressful job, maybe they're running a team, they're in management, they're, they've got a lot of responsibility. Yep. And... And or either they also have a family or like, you know, a family life as well Mm -hmm. that they're also running, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is probably also a full-time job when you're juggling a couple of kids and a whole household and lots of things. And some of them even study, which is, I'm like, you're a superwoman. like, (laughs) how do you not give yourself credit for that? Um, One of my clients recently, she's she's amazing. She's literally studying. um, She's working full-time. She's got two, three kids. She had a third baby at 40, like a, a surprise baby. Wow. She did. It's so amazing on my program. I'm so proud of her. My name is Paula. And, um, and yeah, it's really just about a lot, giving them permission to focus back on themselves mm-hmm. and giving themselves the time, whatever that looks like, to spend on themselves and actually be more kind to themselves. Mm-hmm. So, what I see, one of the themes I see is really negative thoughts and Language as well, like the way they talk to themselves about their bodies, as well. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, you know, women say to me, I hate my body, I hate, this is disgusting, like I hate my legs, I hate my cellulite, I hate that my thighs are touching, and yeah. I hate this belly. I like, you yeah. know, when I sit down, my belly goes over my jeans, and I just yeah. can't stand it, and I don't mm-hmm. want to be intimate, and mm-hmm. so, you know, they think that when they lose the weight or when they fix that particular problem that they have, they're going to be happy on the other side. There's going to be happiness on the other side, all right? And again, let's go flip the switch. Um, it's not about, it, happiness is not, it shouldn't be a destination. Happiness is right now.
0: You're going to be happy right now mm-hmm.
1: because if you're not happy right now, you'll never get to the happiness <laughs> place that you think that you'd should. You you'd be going because you can't be, you can't create happiness from a place of fear and hate. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's about bringing them back to the awareness of Talk to yourself and your body the way you would talk to a loved one Yeah. or your lover or your best friend or your sister or whoever you love the most in the world mm-hmm. because ha- most of the things that you say to yourself and about your body, you would never say to anyone right. that you don't want, you yeah. don't like Yeah, because you know that that would hurt them. Mm-hmm. And as we know, our words impact they do. our
0: bodies on a yeah. physical level and emotional and energetic level as well. Yeah. And it's so easy to be hard on ourselves. Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, we can be the kindest people to other people, but then when it comes to our own inner talk, it's like demon talk.
1: (laughs) One hundred percent. And I see that that's a really, really common theme. Mm. And they're not even aware of it most of the time. They don't even realize that they're doing it. Yeah. So first is really bringing them awareness to that. And so many of my clients have just completely changed the way they speak to themselves. So it's really beautiful to watch.
0: Wow. This is also what I really appreciate about your work because it can be scary to have these realizations, and sometimes it can be you know you feel vulnerable and going on a you know the spiritual journey becoming more aware of yourself. It's it can feel a bit daunting. Mm. Um, so that's what I really appreciate about your work because you do reflect back to people you know their own shit for lack of better words. Mm. It's like you know you reflect it back to them, but you also give them the tools and the tricks and the, the resources that they need to change, and you also provide a really loving space for them to feel safe and nurtured and held, to go through what is a journey, you know, to become more, you know, in touch with yourself and to, to create the changes that they really wanna see. So, you know, this is also why I I'm so grateful to have had this conversation with you today uh, because it's it's really, really powerful, really, really powerful, you know, work that you do and the way that you change people's lives is incredible. Um, Thank you. So for anyone who wants to get in touch with you, to hear more about your spiritual detective work, uh, <laughs> I love that. who feel, you know, brave enough to, to go on to that journey and really change their lives for the better, how can they get in touch with you? How can they get... You know to know more about you yeah so the best way is to go to my
1: website i've got a bunch of free resources and things to start people on that journey yeah um theleanbodycoach.com. Yep. follow me on instagram the Lean Body Coach. and uh yeah get in touch send me a message i really love getting having one-on-one conversations with people and you know, having a chat on Messenger or whatever, when they tell me about their problems and see if I can even help them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are people that can be helped and there are people that cannot be helped because they're not ready to be helped. Yes. So it's my spiritual detective work to figure out where where they're at. (laughs) And if they are ready for that work, then I know that I can definitely help because I've done it like over 5,000 times or 6,000 times. Yeah.
0: I've I love this work and I'm obviously super passionate about it. So, Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so much for today. And Thank I look you. forward to our next conversation already. I can't wait. Oh, yes. And uh, for anyone who has any questions you, or need any more information, there will be lots of information in the um, show notes below. Whatever you know, platform you're listening to this uh, from, <laughs> there will be lots of information out there and you can get in touch with Nick if you're interested to work with her.